0: Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Sterk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six. Justin STP six Lefty seventy nine Andy Pollock Little Slads Prince Palmer seventeen Spaceballs the FFT and WGL ten thirty five Welcome into the Four of the Throne Dynasty podcast. It is week seven. We're coming to you on a Friday due to the other constraints of life, which means we already have one game in the books. It was a barn burner between the Cleveland Browns led by Case Keenum and the Denver Broncos led by Teddy Bridgewater. And in the words of Joe Berkland III on Twitter, if Teddy Bridgewater starts the second half, I will finish this entire bottle of bourbon.
1: Did we ever get some confirmation that Joe was still living?
0: We have not. Rest in peace, Joe Berkland. Hopefully he set his lineup for the Gulag. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. So let's get started right away and talk a little bit about the Gulag. So in this past week, we had the eliminations of, oh boy, I already forgot who they were. um I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm out
1: of it now, so.
0: <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm going to look. So eliminated was Danny Tarby. And the second one was... Not Brad, right? No, Brad's been out, right? <laughs> Brad's been out. Okay. Oh, here we go. Right here. So it's Great. Danny Tarpy and Cascade Bear. Oh, that's right. Rest in peace, Jake. 2021 Gulag team. I'm pretty sure he left Khalil Herbert on his bench.
1: That's okay. I have no sympathy
0: whatsoever. <laughs> so we're actually down to 20 teams now for the Gulag, and we have reached bi apocalypse. Dun-dun. And... There are a lot of teams on by, and it was funny going through all the teams today and seeing all the people that have an entire bench full of bench players, full of by players, I should say.
1: Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um, it, It's going to hit a league like the Gulag the worst, or like in our case that we play the roommates the worst, because there's not enough bench, uh, and you don't want to get rid of some of your best players, so... Next week will be a lot different to we'll see who you can get really, really cheap from the teams that had to set some really good players that
0: are going to get eliminated. The interesting thing this week for Gulag was a lot of players that are on by going for cheap. In fact, Justin Herbert was dropped because he was on uh, Tarpey's team and he cleared all the way through waivers and Joe just picked him up for free.
1: That's so crazy to me. He's top. Five fantasy QB, but I guess with gulags, three people on the bench, you got to do what you got to do to get through it.
0: Look at some of the waivers that went through this week. It started at the top. The most expensive bid was Jay Bolster, the defending champ, spent $900 on Devonta Adams. Is there any circumstance you feel like spending that much on Adams is okay?
1: Yeah, he's a number, a top three receiver in the NFL right now and will be that way for the, probably the rest of the season as long as he doesn't get hurt. But $900 is probably
0: far too much mm-hmm.
1: because the second that he gets hurt or the second you try to get anyone else you're out of money.
0: Now, let's say for you, let's say you had a $1,000 budget and Devontae Adams was available at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season. Would the time in which he's available change your amount of your budget or no? Mm -hmm. I think I might pay a little more
1: at the beginning of the season, not 900, but I'd pay a little bit more at the beginning of the season because I would feel that it would help get me through the weeks where all the teams are shit because then later on in the season, you can get guys that are pretty damn good for pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. Would you be the same?
0: Yeah, definitely at the beginning. If I were to take the approach of getting a stack team at the beginning, but um, the problem with that is if you drop it all on one guy, you're not going to be able to win any like quality guys for a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The next highest bid was Robert Woods, who went to Prince Palmer for $450. Overall, Woods has had a pretty disappointing season. Um... But just below fifty percent of his budget, he must have really, really needed someone this week.
1: Yes, he is a disappointing season, but he's still been a very good receiver, more like a wide receiver two-three range, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't. I feel that it's exactly half of what Devonta Adams cost, and for not. I mean, it's a dip in production quite a bit, but not to the level of a half of what Devontae Adams cost. It really proves that Jay Bolster most likely overpaid.
0: So Robert Woods has 10 points minimum in five of six games. So he hasn't been like as awful. I just know he's been disappointing because he only has, he had one touchdown in the first four weeks.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you have the breakfast buddy taking them all.
0: The next highest bid was $350 on Mike Evans, who goes to Vince. Um, So, Mike Evans went for less than Robert Woods. I thought that was kind of intriguing.
1: I like your comments, but um, yes, uh, that was was a little wild to me. I guess the Buccaneers are so stacked that week to week, it's kind of hard to predict who's going off when. Robert Woods seemed to be more consistent, although – Mike Evans has a lot higher breakout potential game to game.
0: So Mike Evans has a week nine buy. Robert Woods has a week eleven buy. Does that factor in at all, maybe?
1: Mm, nah, I don't think so. I think once they get through by apocalypse, the team should be okay and they could be able to bench like one or two guys and be able to survive.
0: The next highest bid was Justin Jefferson went for $206. So about 20% of his budget to major used. um, And Justin Jefferson's one of those guys that is on buy this week. So he probably went for a little less than what he normally would. He'd probably be up there in the Robert Woods pay range. Do you think?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm shocked at that. But at the same time, People don't want to drop their best players to go get a guy on by when they have a lot of guys on by with a three-man bench. I would have thought Justin Jefferson would have been more than Robert Woods, in my opinion. So that's a hell of a steal as long as you can make it through this week.
0: The next highest bid was Jacoby Myers, and I'm looking at his stats right now. These are his target counts through six weeks, 9-6, 14-12, Five six. So clearly him and Mac Jones have some sort of rapport there. Vince once again gets Jacoby Myers, who goes for $175. I don't like this one. Um yeah,
1: he's a good receiver, but I, I just I haven't seen enough to spend that much money on him, in my opinion.
0: And then the Do last whatever. oh, did I like the bid? I actually secretly like Jacoby Myers as a flex play. Um, If we take a look at Vince's roster. So right now, Jacoby Myers and Mike Evans are his wide receiver one and two. And then the flex, he's got Robbie Anderson. So I guess he technically did need a flex player. I Mm -hmm. wonder how much less he could have got him for.
1: Yeah, who was the next bid with him, though? That 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 tells a lot.
0: Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. I next know, was highest was Will.
1: $107. I guess uh, I think I would have liked it a lot more, like 107 range. Mm-hmm. But 175 seems like a quite a bit of an overpay for me, in my opinion. And then I just looked at his stats, and he's been, like, the number 34
0: fantasy receiver, so...
1: I am probably wrong in that assumption. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the last bid that went for over a hundred was Devontae Smith going to Ryan for one hundred and one dollars. I personally do not like this trade or this deal at all. The only w- rookie wide receiver that I am really crazy about spending money on is Jamar Chase. Devontae Smith has gotten a good amount of targets, so here is his target counts: eight, seven, six, ten, nine, four. Um, but if J- J- Jalen Hurts is not the best throwing quarterback, so right now, De- Devontae Smith is the wide receiver 40, and he just dropped 10% of his budget on him.
1: I don't know, I've, I've, I like the upside with Devontae uh, Smith, I think that's too much money for him. But do you want to know who has been a top 12 fantasy QB for all? Of the weeks in its season so far. Yeah,
0: that, that's because of his running ability. And I know it because he's my fourth-throw quarterback. But he runs the ball so much, so that's why he is so successful.
1: All right. But, I mean, I still think that he gets enough passing attempts and Eagles don't have. They have Goddard and they have Devontae Smith. And they just traded Zach Ertz. So those are their one and two guys. And I guess the backs of the backfield. So I feel like he's going to get enough targets now with Ertz gone as well.
0: So Ryan's starting lineup right now. He has Jalen Waddell, Robert Woods, and Devontae Smith. He has Mike Williams on bye. And then on his bench, he's got Van Jefferson. So I don't think Van Jefferson's really going to be like a star wide receiver. And
1: I think Van Jefferson will, uh, as long as Ryan makes it through the week, he'll be uh, dropped next week for someone
0: else. Yeah. If you look at the overall standing of the league, so there's only two people left of the 20 that have $900 or more in their budget. That would be Drewster and M. Novak. There are currently seven teams with less than $100. So that leaves 11 that are right in the middle, not the two extremes. If you were still in, where do you think you'd fall right now?
1: Well, I think I spent over $600 in Dalvin Cook. <clears throat> um, to not play. And then he bag. got to not play. And then the running back I already had in Chris Carson. No, I spent $600 in uh, Chris Carson, who didn't play, and then went on IR. Uh, and I had Dalvin Cook, and then he got hurt and didn't play. So I think I had like 300 ish left. And I wouldn't have seen myself spending too much more for a few weeks to kind of let everyone catch up to where I was at. Yeah. That's crazy that Eric has nobody in his flex spot right now.
0: Yeah, and he was like, he's like, I really don't want to get eliminated this week. Well, there's a start putting someone in that spot. His bench right now is Justin Fields, Zeke, Justin Jefferson, and George Kittle. Three of those four are on by, and then Justin Fields. I don't think he needs Justin Fields when he has Tom Brady as his quarterback.
1: I don't think so.
0: So he could definitely make a move to give himself some more points. Especially having two Dolphins in his lineup. Hey, just, just a second. Sorry about that. I'm back. So, the next thing that's important to notice is that Nicole started Kareem Hunt, who's on the IR yesterday. And then M. Novak started Baker, who was out in that game. So, that's two zeros in the starting lineup.
1: Yeah, I was shocked when I was looking at that and saw that both of those guys were starting. Baker and Kareem have both been confirmed for multiple days beforehand, yet they were still started. It just reeks of people that were not paying attention.
0: (laughs) And then finally, Sam currently does not have a defense. Is that intended or no? Well, she's. I
1: think she's keeping it open right now. She said she doesn't want to risk negative because I think she was projected to have the lowest score of anyone. She's like, I don't need to risk with the defenses that are left to go negative. And I'm like, all right, that's that's your strategy. I don't. I think you could get a couple points, but we'll see. She's really stressed about uh, if uh, Daryl Williams is going to play for the Bears. Oh, Damien? Wrong wrong. D. Williams. Yes, Damian. Playoff Damian.
0: So, yeah, let's go through the list here of the defenses that are available. Lions are playing against the Rams. That's negative to be happened, right? Yep. Texans against the Cardinals? Yes. (laughs) Football team versus the Packers? What do you think? I mean, Washington defense has been the worst
1: in the NFL this year, so probably a negative. Titans against the Chiefs? Could be. Most likely it will be, at least if it's not negative, it's going to be like maybe two points.
0: The Bears against the Bucks. Same thing. The Bucks but, has been that good. So the Bears, listen to this for the Bears. They started negative two against the Rams, but then they went 22-2, 10-10-4. Four. 4 was against the Packers. Wow. I guess I didn't expect that one. Plus, you got to look at the the Buccaneers are ha- they have Gronk and a B out. Not saying she should do it, but also just something to think about. Mm-hmm. And then the shitty Chiefs defense, who has gone negative four out of the six games.
1: Yeah, and with Derrick Henry running the ball down their throat, that's going to be negative.
0: <laughs> now the last one that's there is the Giants, and the Giants have gone negative three times. But they're playing against the Panthers, and I don't think the Panthers' offense is anything too special.
1: Yeah, that's one she could grab, but I don't think she's going to do it. I think she's going to be okay with where she's at.
0: We'll have to see if she actually survives and gets through to the final 18 after this week.
1: Plus, she does have a pretty good defense this year in the Cowboys' defense. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's part of her reasoning by wanting to keep it. Um, I with some of those benchings, maybe she isn't predicted to be the worst anymore and she still is, never mind <laughs> hard to tell until uh, the games start getting played though
0: so let's move on to talk about For the Throne we did have a trade that went down it was between Lefty's team and Spaceballs Lefty walked away with Cordero Patterson Big Ben Roethlisberger, and Marvin Jones Jr. So the one thing I will say is I thought Tyler would want to get younger since his team is a little bit of a rebuilding team, and he really didn't do that by giving away two picks. I know they're fourth-round picks, but he got guys that are veterans that are going to contribute. So do you think he's trying to win games now? Uh, It
1: appears that way. Uh, Marvin Jones had a great year, but he also is, I think, like 31 or 32. Uh, Big Ben, if this isn't his last year, God help us. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I enjoy Lord Durell. Um, someone else in a different league has called him that, and I love it. Lord Patterson has had a fantastic year.
0: Oh, he's 30.
1: I what? He's 30. Yeah. That's why I'm not sure how much longer he's got with that either because he hasn't had this ever. And I'm loving his breakout year, but I don't know if that's going to be a long-term thing. And it's not like he gave up a whole crazy amount of stuff either. Because Aaron Rodgers, as much as I absolutely love him, he's a great QB. He's a great fantasy QB. We don't know how many more years left he's got. And the other other things are just dark throws. MVS, it's either a 20-point week or a zero-point week in the fourth-round picks, you don't know how they're going to pan out. I don't know. He got a lot older, though, which is kind of the opposite of what you would have thought he was going to do, like you were saying.
0: So now you would assume he's going to ride it out with either – oh, he's going to have to ride it out with Tua then, right? Because he traded Cousins to Randy?
1: Yeah. Tua with Big Ben as his backup.
0: It'll be interesting. most no curi- sure thing either. What's that?
1: And Tua is no sure thing either.
0: No. Nope. the rumors that have been going out there right now. Yeah, the Sean Watson rumors. So I'm curious to see how this trade impacts the future of the Spaceballs team. We'll have to see how that happens and how that works out.
1: You yeah, put a highlight.
0: What's that? Interesting? It's a
1: very, very interested to see how that'll shape out that future.
0: So Randy dropped five guys from his roster and they were like all back to back to back. I'm pretty sure all five of those guys were guys that he put on the block.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. And only one of them had any kind of fantasy value at all. And Blake Jarwin, all the rest were like Cam Newton uh Ryan Knoll, who he had just picked up and a couple other backups. <laughs> yeah. I just none of them were like life-changing or like lead-changing moves. It was just funny that he had to drop five guys to make sure he'd had someone for the roster this week.
0: And he's in some big time bye-week trouble. Um he has Miles Sanders, and that's the only active running back on his team. So he had to go ahead and he had to pick up. Ty Johnson is who he picked up. He previously had... Um, who was the other guy he had before Ty Johnson? Ty Montgomery was who he was going to go with. <laughs> Yikes. Plus Odell's
1: uh, injury problems that he couldn't even start him. Yeah, that's that's uh, he's having a rough time right now.
0: And then Kyle Juszczyk was a free agent and Danny put $29 down on him. Randy put down $1. So Danny was trying to do everything he could to prevent Randy from getting Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, we'll see how long that he actually keeps Kyle Juszczyk on his roster.
1: That was a gigantic overpay. I just love that the fullbacks went for that much money. Juszczyk is a good player. He's had a pretty solid Year as the fullback, but truly as a backup running back.
0: But $29 is a lot for him. That was the only player that had money put down on him this week.
1: People are getting really set with their rosters, I guess, right now until injuries start biting them some more.
0: One interesting statistic that I made mention of in the chat, and I know you just typed it in here. His D slag he is now 0-5 versus Sterk Daddy in in the career of our league. That's
1: wild. We know that Sterk has had a really good team this whole time, but Danny's had a pretty damn good team for a good portion of this league as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We'll have to see if the playoffs or next year is when he'll finally break through. (laughs) One 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 more thing to do One more thing that I threw in there uh, that Will started talking about the other day, not trying to toot my own horn, uh, but Jonathan Taylor is now ranked as the top fantasy running back. I did not bring this up. Will brought this up because he was still uh, regretting the trade that he made with me. Uh, I just thought it was crazy that he was now the number one running back. I I just assumed it was going to be McCaffrey for a while, but I guess two straight years of
0: injuries will do that to you. Well, is CBS Sports as reliable as fantasy pros?
1: oh wait sorry fantasy pros is the way to go fantasy pros <laughs> is, is no wrong fantasy pros is the top fantasy site in all of fantasy yes and now we've covered our ass so they can't sue us
0: <laughs> not a sponsor <laughs> not a sponsor alright let's get into some cookies cookies Um, All right. What do you got for us this week?
1: Well, we had a decent week. Um, We dropped about 35 points from last week, but it's still going to be our third best week of the year. We had a total of 362.62 points. Uh, We'll start it off. Dirk had Josh Allen be the top QB with only 34.72 one of the lower top QB scores so far this year, but it's still a good, it's still a great game. I'm not gonna lie, not gonna deny that. Uh, Derek Henry just went beast mode uh, on Monday night for Little Slads. I remember you texted me if I was getting nervous at all. I'm like, not really. I had too much of a lead, uh, but then Derek Henry went and won me a different league, so I was very excited about how he went, and I, I didn't care. It got a little close. Uh, little Slads with 35.6 top running back this week. On Thursday night football, Andy had Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny with 30.7 as the RB2. For wide receivers, wide receiver one with that overtime game-winning touchdown catch. C.D. Lamb for lefty with 36.1 points. Breakfast buddy Cooper Cup uh, regains his number one wide receiver spot this year. Brandy with 35. Then you broke in with Noah Fant, 26.7 and the top tight end this week. In the flex spots, Adam Thielen had 29.8 for Will, and Jalen Waddell had 29 for Lefty in his debut with a cookie. Danny had Matt Prater with a 15-point performance from the kicker spot. Then Stirk had T.J. Watt, who was both D-line and linebacker eligible, so I had to go through and find the top scores that we could have. Um, I put him at D-line this week uh, with 28 points, our top IDP. You had the top linebacker with Cole Holcomb at 20 and a half points for the football team. The top. DB this year, I think, and potential MVP candidate, Trayvon Diggs with 21 from Spaceballs, who picked him up for what I believe was either free or like $2 at the most. I'm going to research that right now while you keep talking. It sounds good. Um, and then Randy had Darius Leonard with a cookie with 20 and a half points. It all totaled to 362.62. An interesting note, Darius Leonard, for as many superstars as Randy's team has, he is the only guy that's gotten a cookie this year. And it's gotten it twice. Oops. Uh, for player totals, uh, Josh Allen leads the quarterbacks with two. Derek Henry leads the running backs with three. Uh, McCaffrey and Eckler have two. Wide receivers, Breakfast Buddy, Cooper Cub has three. Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Devonte Adams, Mike Williams, and Adam Thielen all have two. Tight ends all have one. Kickers all have one. Defensive linemen all have one. Uh, then linebackers, which we considered T.J. Watt uh, in this, Uh Stark has three. Roquan Smith for Danny has two. Darius Leonard has the two that I previous men- previously mentioned. For defensive backs. Uh, Kevin Byard for Little Slads and Trayvon Diggs for Spaceballs each have two. Do you have that total for me with
0: Trayvon Diggs? So he is the number one ranked DB. He scored games of 12, 15, 23,
1: 22, 15, and 22. Wow. And how much money did you get him for?
0: So he was added by Cascade Bear for free, dropped from by Cascade Bear. He was picked up by Ryan from waivers for zero. He was dropped by Ryan. And now he's on Spaceballs team.
1: Didn't he get him for free, though? According to this, yes. So he's gotten two cookies out of him, and he's the number one DB all for a free waiver wire ad. That's some pretty good managing right there. Uh, if we move on to the team total, uh, Stirk is still in the lead if they're two uh, this week. Uh, Stirk gets 14 team cookies. Uh, team Pollock is in second with nine. D. Sladke is in third with eight. Fourth is Team Little Slads. Sladke brothers, one off. Then we have a multiple-way uh, multiple tie with... Outdoor furnishings, CISA 5 sucks, and backflips for Tua with six. Holy
0: shit, Tyler has six. That's wild. As the worst team in our yeah. league.
1: Well, CD Lamb and Jalen Waddle getting them this week gave him two more. Uh, Space Walls the FFT with five, with two of them being from Trayvon Diggs. Uh, team Palmer and Rocky Rococo Restaurante with four. All Elite Fantasy. Has moved out of the last place spot for cookies with two this week and has a total of three. And Amelia Clark fan, or should I say Darius Leonard, has two. And as I previously mentioned, this is the third highest ranked cookie week of the year. And that concludes the talk of cookies for this week. I'm hungry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go through the week six matchups. And before I do that. Do you have any thoughts on the NFL this season? Or, sorry, I should say from the NFL last week. Was there any games that stuck out to you?
1: Um, There was not that many good games. No, uh, it was a an lot off of, week.
0: I know they were talking about that part of my take for sure. Yeah, the, Bills,
1: uh, the Bills-Titans game was fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, outside of that... Uh, there's not that many games that really stuck out. Um, it was just an average week. I loved when Aaron Rodgers said he owns the Chicago bears. Um, that made my week. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Did you have any games that kind of stuck out to you? Well, the only two that I can think of are the morning game in London, the Jags and the dolphins, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence get their first career victory. And then the wild ending to that Vikings and Panthers game where it ended in a K.J. Osborne walk-off touchdown after Sam Darnold drove, like, 90, 90 uh, yards or something like that.
1: Yeah, that was – okay,
0: that's that's fair.
1: I forgot about uh, both those games. Uh, I wish the Jaguars would have left Urban in London. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good game. Um, the rookie kicker just – Cooking that uh, game-tying field goal in, too, and making two 50-yarders to win that, team MVP right there. And
0: then also the Cowboys that a walk-off touchdown with CD Lamb.
1: Okay, I did mention that in the uh, cookies, and I, once again, you're talking to me like what what happened last week in the NFL, I'm like, oh, yeah, the games weren't that good. And we just talked about four or five games that went down to the wire with <laughs> either overtime or walk-off kicks. Yeah, um, so they had a few good games, and all the rest were shit.
0: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, a lot of these are blowouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go ahead, and I'll talk about week six. And then, like normal, you can preview week seven afterwards. So Sounds to begin good? with... All Elite Fantasy took on Outdoor Furnishings, so me versus Jake, and Outdoor Furnishings ends up winning 174.1 to 151.1, so a 23-point thir- victory. Cascade Bear moved to 4-2, and two, and I moved to 1-5. and five. On my side, I had Jalen Hurts with 27, and, of course, Tyson Williams is a scratch 15 minutes before the game starts for the second time in three weeks. I was so pissed. That's awful. Darnell Mooney had 15.5 for me. Fant, 26.7, as Justin mentioned. Ricky Seals Jones with 15.8. Cole Holcomb with 20.5. On Jake's side, he had 25.5 from Bricks. He had 21 from Giant Sombrero and Shades. 17.8 from the Squirrel Feeder. 24.9 from the Charcoal Grill. And 18.6 from Air Conditioning Unit did have three (laughs) 10-point performances from his IDPs. So, again, Cascade Bear moved to 4-2, and and I moved to 1-5. The second match was between the last backflip and Rockies. Rockies won this matchup 170.3 to 148.5, so around a 22-point victory. Rockies moved to 3-3, and and the last backflip moved to 1-5. On Rocky side, he had 19 from Extra Cheese Superoni, and then 19 from Meat Lovers Calzone, 16.4 from Ita- Italian Sausage Moth, 29.8 from Onion Rings Ranch Inn, 15.5 from Skyline Chili Bowl. On the last backflip side, he had 27.7 from Salto, he had 36.1 from flyaway twist, 29 from flyaway. The rest was kind of iffy. Ew. His IDPs last week were horrible. He did not have an IDP with more than four and a half points. Ooh. <laughs> so again, lefty moved to one and five and will move three and three. The third match took place between Team DSlacky and Team Sturt Daddy. Super fun names. Stirk Daddy won this matchup one seventy five point two to one sixty eight, so a little over seven point victory for Stirk, who continues his dominance at six and zero. Oh. D Slaggy is three and three. On D side, he had twenty six point nine from Mahomes, he had twenty three point nine from Diggs, seventeen point nine from Kelsey, fifteen from his kicker Prater, thirteen and a half from Hayward, Cam Hayward. 17 from Jonathan Abram. On Sterk Daddy's side, you had 34.7 from the Bill Wrangler. 26.3 from Jay Mixon. You had 23.6 from Tyreek and Destroy. You had 28 from Watts in your wallet. And the rest was just kind of average. So, again, Sterk moves to 6-0 and D-Slacks 3-3. and The next matchup was between Team Andy Pollock versus Amelia Clark Fan. And Team Andy Pollock won this matchup 197.5 to 157.1. So a 40-point victory for Team Andy Pollock. This included Matt Stafford with 33.2. Leonard Fournette with 30.7. 17.7 for DeAndre Swift. 35 from Two Girls, One Cup. 20.5 20.5 from DeAndre Hopkins, 14 from Justin Jefferson, 17 from Harold Landry. On Amelia Clark's side, he had 22.3 from Dalvin Cook. He also started Alexander Madison because of all his injuries, who only had one point. 16.1 from A.J. Brown, 12.9 from both Dalton Schultz and Odell Beckham. 12 from Joey Bosa, and 20 and a half from Darius Leonard. So after this matchup, Randy moved to 3 and 3, and Andy to 4 and 2. The next matchup was between Team Little Slads and CESA 5 Rocks. And the matchup was 200.5 for CESA 5 Rocks to 191.9 from Little Slads. Is that accurate? (laughs) After this matchup, Justin moved to 3-3, and and Little Slads also 3-3. On Little Slads' side, you had 21.9 from Tom Brady, 35.6 from from Get Out the Way, 15.2 from Josh Jacobs, 13.5 from Jared Cook, 19.6 from Leader of the Sheep, 23.4 from Cortland Sutton. On your side, you had 33.76 from Head of the Click, 28.8 28.8 from Jonathan Taylor. 24.7 from Daryl Henderson, a.k.a. Darnell Anderson. 19.5 from Mike Gasick, 18.5 from Christian Kirk. And 17.9 from Cooking Up Some Dough. At this match, both teams, Little Slads and Justin, end 3-3. Three and three. Our last matchup was between Team Prince Palmer and Spaceballs, the FFT. Spaceballs, the FFT, won this matchup 138.6 to 164.4. So about a 26-point victory. On Prince Palmer's side, he had, because I can't see the overall pick of these guys, he had, first of all, 21.3 from Kenyon Drake, 21.8 from Cole Beasley, undrafted, unvaccinated, (laughs) 14.7 from Jamar Chase, Thirteen from Tyler Bass, thirteen from Eric Kendricks. On Spaceball's side, he had yikes, a four-point performance for Major Asshole. Eighteen point nine from Lone Star, twenty-four point seven from King Roland, twenty-three from the Space Special, fourteen point one from Colonel Sanders, twelve from the Spaceballs, the kicker, twenty-two from All Elite Spaceball. So Spaceballs moved to three and three, and then Ryan moved to two and four. That was it for week six. Looks like, according to the week six report, the best team was Season Five Sucks. The worst team was Team Prince Palmer. And then a yeah, my
1: lineup of pretty set last week. I loved it. Team Prince Palmer should really change the nickname to Cold Beasley to un-drafted, un- uh, unvaccinated. I think it would be great. Okay. And we need some teams to come up with some team names. These are boring. What do you got for Team Palmer's nickname on the top of your head? His nickname?
0: Yeah, or his team name, sorry. Applebee's Sponsored Team. (laughs) Sponsored by Applebee's.
1: Sponsored by Applebee's? Uh, Stirk T-Nan, t- t- could literally be defending champ. Something. Do, do something. Fantasy uh, pros team-
0: activist.
1: <laughs> team D. Sladkey. Uh, Jonathan Abrams fan.
0: Owen 5 versus Stirk. <laughs> Uh,
1: Team Andy Pollack. The Breakfast Buddies squad.
0: Yes or the young guys or something. slack. he could also be must-win game. He Every single week, he texts me about his matchup. He's like, this is a must-win game.
1: <laughs> Jonathan Abrams fan club, must-win game, or um, 0-1-5 versus Turk, all would be great names. Alright, let's move on to week 7 so we can wrap this up. For week 7, I am projected to beat Ryan now only by five after uh, Thursday night football. Uh, Kyler, I'm starting Kyler, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Darnell Anderson, best receiver in the league. And Nicole Hardman, Gasick, and Christian Kirk and cooking up some dough. Uh, for Ryan's side, I guess you've done all the nicknames. So I got to go back to the regular names this week. Uh, he's, <laughs> Start right, Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Alvin Kamara, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, who doesn't have a nickname, Kyle Pitts, who doesn't have a nickname, uh Marquez Callaway, who doesn't have a nickname, and Chase Edmonds. After this matchup, I would move to four and three and Palmer would move to two and five. Yikes. Uh let me go into your matchup. Uh you're currently down by point .1 points to Stirk. That's a tight matchup, although you're projected to lose by 18 overall. which should move Stark to 7-0 and you to 1-6. You're starting Jalen Hurts, Devontae Freeman, who maybe he's running back one, or maybe he'll get st- uh sit before 15 minutes before kickoff again, um, like Tyson. You got Rashad Penny, who uh, Michael Pittman, Darnell Mooney, Noah Fant already got you those 8.9 points. A.J. Green and Ricky Seals Jones. After he, I bunched or I cut him when I got all those tight ends. Stark on by, we'll get Matt Ryan as his QB. You without Josh Allen this week. Uh, I can see for miles and miles at running back, Joe Mixon and Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Darren Waller, Deontay Harris, and Jalen Crowder. Or Jalen Jameson Crowder. I don't know where I got Jalen from. Uh, after this, Stirk Daddy would be seven and zero, and you would be one and six. Moving on to the third matchup of the week, we got the last backflip versus Team Little Slads. That's one more we forgot to try to get a nickname for. Well, we'll have to get out of there, yeah, King Henry, King Henry Squad. I don't, I don't know. Um, for this, Little Slads is projected to win by 16 points 161.7 to 145 which would move him to four and three and lefty to one and six even after those couple of trades he just or the trade he just made lefty is starting tua he already got 24.8 from waiver wire hero D Ernest Johnson who I forgot to start in Gruber and I'm thrilled about uh then he has scoreder Patterson uh Jalen Waddell, Randall Cobb, new Cardinal Zach Ertz, uh, the Lizard King, uh, or sorry, the Lizard King, and Kenneth Gainwell. For little slabs, he's got Tom Brady, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Scary Terry, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst as his bi-week tight end, Sterling Shepard, and Cortland Sutton, who already gave him almost 12 points. Uh, moving on to the fourth matchup of the week. Uh, D Slatke versus Amelia Clark fan who is going through bi week apocalypse hell. Uh, this matchup would leave D Slatke at four and three and Amelia Clark fan at three and four with a nine point projected victory. D Slatke starting Patrick Mahomes, James Connor, Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, he already got 8.7 with the return of Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Kels, uh, Devontae Smith, and hopefully playoff Damien. For Randy, he's starting Geno Smith, Ty Johnson, then he's got Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard's off the COVID list, Julio Jones is questionable, Chris Moore from the Texans. Ugh uh see how that works out for him we move on to the two teams that are tied for second place right now at four and two records this should be a, a solid matchup with these projections jake is projected to beat andy by a little more than five and a half points 180 to 174 uh jake will be starting Derek carr uh daryl williams Aaron Jones, Jacoby Myers, Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews, Chuba Hubbard in his debut, and Debo. Uh, For Andy, she's starting two breakfast buddies, Matt Stafford at QB and Cooper Cup at wide receiver. Uh, Cookie winner Leonard Fournette and DeAndre Swift, who's currently questionable. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Evan Ingram was questionable. DeAndre Hopkins, and Melvin Gordon, who already gave her 11.2 points. If this matchup were to hold, Jake would move firmly into second place at 5-2, and and Andy would move to 4-3. And and we move on to the final matchup of the week, baseballs, the FFT, versus Rockies. Both teams are 3-3, and and if these projections held, Rockies would move to 4-3. With a 153.5 victory uh, over Spaceballs, who's was projected to get 145.6. For Spaceballs, he has newly acquired Aaron Rodgers at QB, DJ Dallas, and Mark Ingram at running back. Oh, boy. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, and Tyler Boyd as wide receivers. Hunter Henry at tight end. Allen Robinson and Brandon Ayuk as his flexes for Rockies. He has Justin Fields in his debut at QB, JD McKissick and Demetric Felton. Boy, do I wish I didn't cut him, uh, for my taxi. Um, even though he only got 6.4 points yesterday, uh, Chris Wouldn't Godwin. Good, and... What?
0: He did look pretty good.
1: I know. And that's why I'm mad that I caught him. Uh, Chris Godwin and DK Metcalf in the wide receiver spots, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, Tyler Higby as his first fleck, and Corey Davis as his second. That held, Will would be four and three, Spaceballs would be three and four. We still have six teams that are currently three and three this week. We're just seeing a matchup of everyone sticking around in the middle and no one really separating outside of Spaceballs and you and Lefty.
0: Yeah. It'll be really interesting. I mean, the season will be half over, and then we'll be able to get a better gauge. Uh, The trade deadline this week, or this year, is week 12. It's always two weeks before the season ends, so last year was week 11. We'll have to see who's buyers and who's sellers at the deadline.
1: I have a feeling we're going to have too many teams in the middle, and some will try to buy and sell. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting.
0: Um, One thing I wanted to do before we end here, because most of our league is in this Dynasty League, is I just wanted to briefly say a couple words about our about our Dynasty Basketball League, which just started back up, The Last Dance. And we're only eight teams, but we're hoping to – it sounds like some people wanted to move to ten – I think that would be the perfect size. I just didn't really have the time or effort to put in place some sort of keeper system. Um, How do you feel about the league? Because it is on sleeper. It's a new type of fantasy basketball compared to your typical, which I know we both did not want to do fantasy basketball that way anymore, where you set your daily lineups. What are your thoughts on this type of league?
1: I really like it. Um, you just set it up once a, once a week, and you get however many games they're playing. You just pick one of them, and you get that score from whatever game you pick. Sometimes it sucks, because like, you get a star player, and you get it, the game that they blow out everyone. They only play 20 minutes. Uh, or you try to wait until Saturday, their final game, and then all of a sudden they don't play, and then you're kind of screwed. Um, but... I- You have a lot like high-scoring matchups. You get a great bench. We actually just increased the bench size, which we might have to decrease again once we have more people. Um, I don't know. Basketball is my favorite sport. so It was a way that made fantasy fun for it, which I'm a huge fan of.
0: And the one thing you didn't mention is, although it does suck if your player gets ruled out, the nice thing about this platform is you are allowed once they are ruled out, the game unopens. So you can you can or like reopens. So you can basically slot someone else into one of those slots knowing that they uh were ruled out.
1: And that is nice. It's just you lose you one of your star guys mm-hmm. if that but it's better than the zero.
0: Now, the one thing that I don't like, and I don't know how to fix it, is so they have it set up where, let's say you play a guy and you have him slotted for Sunday and he gets ruled out Sunday. It automatically gives them the points from their last game they played, and I really don't like that. Why not? Well, because then it all... Ultimately, because what ends up happening is if you don't set your lineup, it automatically picks the um, it automatically picks the last game. So someone could get award awarded for just not even setting their lineup. Ultimately, I would hate that. That's how Tyler lost his playoff match last year. You would have won.
1: I realize that. Wow, that is that is crazy.
0: I think. Most of the people in our league are good at setting their lineup, though. So, very minimal do we have that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I wanted to do quickly was uh, I just wanted you to kind of mention who you believe your top five players are, and then to give, like, two sleepers for this year on your team. I'll do my team, and I'll do some of the other teams. Um, and then... We're- What's
1: for
0: the that? last dance? Yes. For the last dance? Good. Okay. Uh so I'll go through and I'm gonna name the top five players and who I think are interesting sleepers for each, just because we're actually pretty sure uh we're just about an hour. This is one of our longer shows, but I think that's also because we talked about the gulag for 15 minutes. So there's I already your, there's I your timestamp,
1: stamp, Randy. What's that? There's your timestamp, Randy. <laughs>
0: Uh, so I did already do some, um, and then you let – when I, do you think you'll be ready in about three teams? Yeah. All right. So the very first team I'm going to talk about is obviously myself. Uh, for my interesting players this year, I have two. One of them I actually just acquired in a trade this week, and that is the man known as the Time Lord, Robert Williams for the Celtics. So I'm really intrigued to see – I know Randy, when I was on the phone and was talking about how high his PER is, but they, like, didn't use him much that year. He's only 23. He's so young, it's great. And then my second intriguing player is Jaron Jackson Jr., who's coming off an injury. He barely played last year, uh, but he's in the category – he was on the betting odds sheet for uh, most improved player. So that's my other player I have on my sleepers. My top five players I have right now is being Luka Doncic, Bam Adebayo, Anthony Edwards, who's just so good, CJ McCollum, and Rudy Gobert. And then I also have on the IR the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, huh? Or you should
0: say the man, the myth, the dick, Ben Simmons. The The next team I want to break down is Jake's team. So, Jake, I believe his two sleepers this year are Jalen Suggs, who he drafted in the rookie draft, uh, and then also Kevin Herter, who is uh, in the conversation for sixth man of the year. He was on the Hawks. Is he starting for the Hawks, or is he still sixth man? Not sure. They just blew out the Mavs last night. Uh, but I have his top five players as being Ja Morant, Giannis, Uh, is it DeMontis, Sabonis? Yeah. Jimmy Butler, and then I guess Lonzo Ball. <laughs> uh, the next team I wanted to talk about then would be uh, Will's team, and I have Will's two sleepers being Keldon Johnson, who's on the Spurs, who's also on the Olympic team. And then Daniel Gafford, who's on the Wizards. Uh, his top five players, I assume, to be Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, Nikola Jokic, Russell Westbrook, and Jalen Brown. And then the last one I wanted to make mention before I let you kind of take your team over is Tyler. And for Tyler's team, if I'm taking a look here, because I started it, but I didn't finish. Um, the two players that I'm most interested in seeing how what happens with them, one is definitely Kelly Oubre, who's now on the Hornets. Uh, they paid him a good amount of money, so I'm curious how that's going to work. Um, and then the second one is Kevin Porter Jr., who a lot of people are putting in the category for Sixth man of the year. For Tyler's best players, I currently have James Harden. I have uh, LaMelo Ball. Uh, I have Joel Embiid. John Collins, and then I haven't really decided on it. I would either say Rashawn Holmes or Malcolm Brogdon. Who would you say between those two?
1: Probably Rashawn Holmes because he's available every night and he gets
0: double double all the time. Yeah, he's a beast. All right, let's all see right, what your I- team is looking like. Well,. Uh,
1: Currently on my injured reserve, I have Clay Thompson, who still has not played a game for my team. He's just been chilling on the injured reserve for two years now. Um, And I have Karis LeVert, um, who when he starts playing again, he'll be great. Uh, My two sleepers to watch, I have Spencer Dinwoody, the new starting point guard for the Wizards. And Mo Bamba, uh, who's going to have a great year. My top five players are uh, LeBron, obviously, Uh, Dame Time, Damian Lillard. I have Michael Porter Jr., Donovan Mitchell, and then I couldn't come up with five. I kind of came up with six between Jeremy Grant and Paul George.
0: The next team I want to look at is Ryan's team. So Ryan's team... I had a difficult time with because he's definitely a rebuilding team uh, and he has a ton of guards. He doesn't really have many good big men. Um, He does have James Wiseman, but uh, and he was okay with the, with the uh, Warriors at the beginning of the year, but then he got hurt. So Mm -hmm. currently I have Ryan's sleepers as being Jalen green, which was his first round pick. And then Josh Giddy, who's currently on his taxi squad. There's not really anybody on his bench that I feel has, like, a high ceiling right now, and he was the mm-hmm. first-round pick from the Thunder, or one of them, at least. His top five players I have right now being Trace Young, Devin Booker, uh, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. And he
1: wouldn't, his fifth would have been Jamal Murray, but once he gets back, yeah. he's pointing 28- to
0: yeah, it's kind of why I didn't put him in there, just because of the fact that he's currently injured. So. so I'm looking at Andy's team right now. If I had to pick her top five, I'd for sure say CP3, Zach Levine, Anthony Davis. Uh, Let's see. Zach Levine,
1: CP3, Zach Levine, Anthony Davis.
0: Uh, oh, boy. Booch, yeah, probably. Vucevic, maybe DeJounte Murray. I don't know. D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> yeah, something like that. By D'Angelo Russell, I go and then Vucevic, uh, and then her and who are tr- intriguing players. Uh, I would definitely, first of all, go with uh, Devin White, he's on the Spurs and they basically got rid of all their guards. So, he's like the guy there and then also Tyler Hero who we got to see if he was the real deal his first year cuz last year he was so trash. And then he actually started well, out RJ good.
1: Barrett.
0: Oh. RJ Barrett. Yeah, RJ Barrett is is pretty good too and the Knicks are good, so on Eric's it's team not- he's freaking stacked. <laughs> So Eric's team's got, he's got Steph Curry, he has Fred Van Vliet, he has KD, he's got Jason Tatum, he's got Carl Anthony Towns, he's got DeAndre Ayton, he's got uh, Drew Holiday on IR, he's got Zion, like, the rich get richer. Yeah. And the funny thing is he didn't even make playoffs last year just due to pure roster negligence. He should have been like a top three team for us.
1: Yeah, I remember him just like continuing to struggle, but then he didn't actually
0: use his roster the way it should have been used, so we didn't feel bad. (laughs) Uh, The two people I'm most interested in are uh, for him that I didn't already mention would be DeAnthony Melton. He's on the Grizzlies. Uh, he played 30 minutes in his first game. And then the second player that I'm interested in, uh, I guess I could throw a third in, but the second would be Isaiah Stewart, who was on the all first team rookie, rookie team last year with the Pistons. And they don't really have anybody else there. So, and then also Wendell Carter Jr. Who's got traded to the magic.
1: Yeah. Those are some young guys. If he, you know, pays attention to his team. He might have a really good year, or he should have a really good year.
0: How do you, uh, how do you feel about your team overall? Do you think your team is a playoff team? I think
1: uh, I need a little bit more, uh, a little bit more depth. I have a lot of solid guys, but nobody outside of my top few that are like star potential. So I think. Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to have a hell of a year for me to uh, be in that conversation.
0: So, you, Do you think he will make playoffs I you think you kind of cut out?
1: I think I'm like right at the mat, right on the border. Uh, I think, I don't think I'm going to make it here. If you just got to make top five. Either.
0: It's top five out of eight. So.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then I think I might make it then. I think I'm like four or five range.
0: Hmm. What about you? I think I should make it just because, not too my own horn, but I was the two seed last year and I'm defending champion. I haven't really had anything change about my team except for uh, just some of my young players getting a little better. And then I feel like Robert Williams is going to be a nice flex piece for me to to use as long as I get one of his good games every single week. Like his first game, he scored 50 plus. I know they went to overtime, but. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was nuts.
0: Right, i gotta head out okay it was a great episode and thanks to everybody for listening we'll see you next week for week eight